Hey folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here, and thanks for coming by for another episode of this podcast, Raising Daughters. And if you're the kind of parent who wants to be and remain an influence in your daughter's life now, throughout the teen years and beyond, then you are in the right place. And I got a special treat for you today. About two, two and a half years ago, I interviewed uh, four women, and they had just graduated from high school, so we started talking about their experience coming up in life whether it be college or other things. And so I thought I'd have them back because now we're two and a half years post high school graduation and, and they're taking selfies of each other right now and me, which is, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I thought it'd be, it'd be in, interesting to hear their perspective about what's going on for people their age. People meaning people, you know, young adults, people 20, 21 years of age, uh, get their experience, the experience of the people around them, wherever they are in life. And so thank you all for being here once again. I think some of you, this is like your third or fourth podcast, right? Mm-hmm. You did it in high school as well. Yeah. Some, some for some of you. Okay. So my first question is, um, where are you now? What, what are you up to? Just briefly, just each of you just say, I'm blank. Like, this is what, what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. Yeah, so I full-time live in Nashville now, which is super exciting and fun and all the things. Um, I'm applying for internships and doing all of that, which is a little stressful but just still in school and changed majors in the process and just really living living on my own now. And in your third year? Yeah, I'm in junior, so one more year, so get in there. <laughs> Love it. I'm currently in my third year of nursing school, um, so I'm doing classes and having clinicals and all that fun stuff. That's about it. Um, I just got an apartment on my own. I am only doing one class online at community college, which isn't too bad, and I'm working pretty much full-time. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I technically am a junior, but with credit-wise, I only have sophomore credits, because I took a semester off with COVID, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I... <laughs> I'm currently at um, cosmetology school. Um, I only have two months until I am completely done and graduated, so I'm really excited. I can do your hair and your makeup. Um, I need a lot of work in my hair. Yeah, I know you do. Um, And then I also work at a deaf school. Um, I work with deaf kids in the morning, and then I do cosmetology school at night. Um, And I currently live at home with the fam. So, you know, that's exciting. <laughs> so, if we, if we went back in time two and a half years when we did this, that podcast, you probably had some vision about what life would be looking like two and a half years later. I'm just curious, does, it, does your experience match it or does it not? And if not, then, then why? For me, COVID kind of like derailed everything that was going on and I had to move home for almost, I think it was like nine months. So it was a long time that I was back at home and just not where I thought I was gonna be. Um, I definitely had to like readjust and I did most of my classes online my sophomore year. So I stayed pretty much in my dorm the entirety of sophomore year just with COVID and I didn't want to get sick. And so that was completely different of what I thought it was gonna be. So friendships have been so much different now like coming out of COVID and like trying to reconnect with people that I met like pre-COVID and like being in a sorority it's just like so much different because we couldn't see each other so like even with COVID if we had an event that was like we were all just going out to dinner together if there was one or more sorority girls there it would be considered an AST event and could get in trouble with like the school Mm -hmm. 
so we really couldn't see each other in person so it's definitely just been an adjustment now going back to fully in person we don't really have an online option so it's just been an adjustment more than anything and like relearning how to be in a classroom has been super interesting and like the vibes in a classroom are completely different than they are online so it's just been it's definitely like derailed a lot of things at least because i work in the music industry so everything has completely changed within our industry so just readjusting now to whatever life looks like post-covid um academically i would say i'm on the same trajectory as i planned as um, a high schooler um still on track with that uh but the only thing that has changed for me in my overall picture that i used to have was socially i i don't think i've had the same experience that i thought i might have um, part of that's because of COVID, part of that's just the workload that I have. Um, it's not really possible for me to go out of the night and all that fun stuff, but um, overall I'd say I'm on, on track with my picture, but there are some things that are lacking. Um, for me, everything is completely different because I was originally going to school um, in Chicago and I had this whole plan of staying there and all of that and then COVID hit, happened and we got sent home and now and then I lived at my parents for a while and then I didn't end up going back to Chicago which kind of sucks so it's just like a completely different plan that I had anticipated um, and yeah everything's a lot different different friend groups different school route different school location like that whole thing mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I know for me like um, when I was in high school, um, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't really planning on going off to, like, a big four-year college or whatever, um, so, I mean, I was working as a hostess at a restaurant, and then COVID hit, we closed down, um, and then once we opened back up, I actually got, like, really sick, so I wasn't working, and I still wasn't going to school, I took time off school because I'd gotten, um, really sick, um, and like I, I just had gotten, a, I just got this job working with deaf kids, so I, that wasn't in store for me. Um, but no, I'm really glad that it did happen because I love my job and I love where I'm at right now. So yeah, I definitely didn't see cosmetology school or working with deaf kids in my future, but that is my future now. So you guys touched on a little bit about the effect of COVID has had on your relationships. Talk a little bit more about that because parents who are listening to this probably aren't quite aware. I mean, we hear stuff about how different college is. That's obvious for every, everybody who started college or, or, or got out of high school two years ago. But how has it affected your friendships and what, and what are people doing about it? Um, well, for me, I lost, not lost, but have been very disconnected from the friends that I consider my best friends at, in Chicago. So that's definitely been a lot different like not talking to them, not seeing them every day, and whenever I do try to reach out, it's kind of like distant, so I've kind of had to come to terms with that whole era like ending because of COVID, and it got cut short so abruptly, and um, yeah, I don't know, It's that's pretty much it with like friends though, because since I moved home, we still have the same connection with my home friends, but it's mainly those kind of friends that I had in Chicago. It's um, definitely lacking. I assume, maybe I shouldn't assume, but I assume that 
living at home has put a little crimp in your social life as compared to when you were at college in Chicago. Yeah, it, it definitely did because being so free in Chicago and doing whatever I wanted and staying on top of my stuff and basically being accountable for myself and then having to move home and kind of be under my parents' roof again, it was very, it was different. But they realized that it was kind of not really my choice, so they were kind of lenient about it, and then I ended up moving out. So now everything is fine. So, yeah. People are also talking about your generation, about this is younger kids and you, you're young women, but even younger kids and your age, there's talk about, worry about how it's affecting your ability to relate to people. And I've heard people your age talk about how they feel like a lot of their peers have become more socially awkward. It's just different because you were kind of, everybody was off each other's radar for a year, year and a half. Is that, is that true or not true? True. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? Um, I mean, yeah, since, okay. since COVID hit, um, we've, uh, yeah, like we've, we've all disconnected from each other and there's, like when you go and like meet someone, like so you haven't seen them in so long, so there's like a little bit of like a little bit of that awkwardness, I guess you could say. Um, and just like, I mean, social not social media, um, like phones and like electronics have like played a really big role in like staying connected, but that's just like over the screen and not like a superficial in-person type of connection that you would get if you were face-to-face -face with someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you guys feel more socially awkward? Do you people around you, your peers? For sure. I'm probably someone that they, they think is more socially awkward. Um, only because COVID has made me more picky about who I'm around, like who I feel safe with, who I feel comfortable with. Um, so, like, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, what if they have COVID? Like, what, like, yeah. what if, like, I can't go to class? What if, yeah. like, whatever, because I'm with this person. So, maybe those thoughts in the back of my head, always like playing a constant loop, um, has made me more socially awkward. Um, I, um, just like not being around people as much anymore. You just don't get the practice in mm -hmm. to, yeah. to like talk to people. Um, I recently had a career fair the other day and that was the most terrifying thing ever because you just have to talk to people and be professional and I hadn't had that experience. I uh -huh. hadn't gotten that chance yet. So um, walking in as, as a junior when you're supposed to be professional and, and ready for those situations, I wasn't quite there yet. Uh, so that was kind of scary. Yeah, so COVID for me has definitely been like a super stressful time. Um, I have some like health stuff that like COVID just makes me nervous because of it. And last time we were here and we were talking, like I was pretty solid in like the friends I had, but that all kind of started falling apart second semester of my freshman year. So I left school for COVID and left for spring break and came back and didn't really have anybody once I came back sophomore year. Um, so that was definitely an interesting transition. I had like my roommate who I've lived next to for God, 21 years now. So my whole life. So I had her and her friends, but I really didn't hang out with them all that much. So it was just interesting, like the transition of coming back, not really having anybody. Is sophomore year was especially just like a lot of anxiety about like not being able to go anywhere with anyone, just because I simply didn't have anyone to go with. So 
that was part of the reason I like stayed in my room a lot and I did all my classes online and just with COVID and everything that was super stressful but now like being back I'm really glad that I used my time and my like sorority on COVID and like made connections even if they were through a screen and like got to see some people just like other girls in my building um, who are also in my sorority so I'm glad I had those connections just to kind of like keep me going through sophomore year and now that we're all back in person and like we see each other every week it's definitely gotten better and I've developed a lot more of those connections which has been great because I love them very much so it's just definitely been odd but like the first couple weeks of this semester were definitely like super awkward like everyone just didn't know how to be in a classroom like no one knew what to do we just kind of sat there and looked at each other like hey so like trying to like make introductions was super weird but now that we've all gotten used to each other it's gotten better but the, the beginning was um interesting to say the least um for me at the beginning of this is wait what was the question i'm sorry <laughs> just talking about relationships friendships and things how COVID, you know, people talk about how they became more socially awkward and it's harder for people to relate and connect yeah. because they got out of practice. And I'm just curious, uh, is that true and are, are people back to normal yet? Okay, um, well for me, it's kind of back to normal, but like it's still lacking like a little bit. It's still kind of like that awkward line where you don't know if you can hug them or yeah. you don't know if you should just tap elbows, like that kind of thing. And me. For the, at the beginning of COVID, it was really weird because I'm such a hugger, and it was weird going in for a hug and then them backing up, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. Like, it was, like, kind of weird to remember that you can't get close to people kind of thing. And now it's, like, better because most of the people that I surround myself with are, like, safe, and it doesn't really affect them with hugging and all that stuff. But social skills-wise, like, I feel like people are pretty much the same they're getting back to normal except for that like awkward like kind of like what they said like the introductions it's weird getting things started and then you're like okay this is cool like mm -hmm. yeah um. so you all are around 21 mm -hmm. some of you are 21 right or yeah. close to it so i'm just curious about at this point in your lives uh, what are your thoughts about the future and this is not a question just about covid covid has obviously had its mark but if what, what, beyond COVID and or with COVID, are you guys <coughs> excited about your futures? Are you are you freaked out? Are you scared? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel stress? I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. Um, I mean, yes, and also nervous because I'm just like an always an anxious person and I always want to know the next step. But I mean, I know that's never gonna happen. Um, but I mean, life is. It's, it's, um, what's, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's unpredictable, but I, I mean, I can live with it and that's fine. Like, that's what life's about. It's unpredictable and you're not going to know what's, what's going to happen next. Um, and I think that's the good part about it. And your training's done in two-ish months, mm -hmm. right? So then you're like, you're ready like for a job job. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big girl job. Like a big girl. I mean, yeah, my teaching job is kind of a big girl job, but. Um, I'll be, yeah, I'll be done in two months, so, um, some, you know, some salons are looking at me, um, to come and work for them, um, but I mean, I also kind of want, yeah, money, I also want to work out of my house, too, because also with my other job, um, I definitely still want to keep that, but on the weekends or whatever, I could be making a couple extra hon hondos on the side, like, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I think. Yeah. Excited? Scared? I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm happy. And like, it's crazy to me because like this girl who I know, she's two years younger than me. And she just had a baby, and I'm like, I, if I had a baby now, I think I'd scream and cry. I'm not ready for that. And, like, <clears throat> some of my friends who are, like, a year older than me are getting married and starting their new life and, like, getting a house with their, like, new fiancé. And, like, I mean, good for you. That's great. But I feel like if, I feel like maybe in, like, three, like, three or four years, I think I'd be ready for that. But where I'm at right now, I, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I'm curious about you because you, you had a huge shift. You you were you were at college, out of, you know, five hours away. Had to move back, uh, two thirds of the way through your uh, freshman year in college, and you're still taking classes, but it's been kind of a stop and start, I think. So I'm curious about how you view the future. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm kind of just along for the ride. Um, doing different shadowing opportunities with completely different jobs, just kind of figuring out what I like to do, what I really want to do, versus what I was just like, okay, let's go do this, and I'm doing this forever kind of thing that I was doing at the beginning of college. And, um, yeah, that's definitely been a major shift in my life, figuring out what I'm doing. Why that shift? I don't remember exactly what you were focused on two and a half years ago. Oh. Why can't you not, Why can't you focus on that now? Um, I was doing architecture and oh, yeah. interior design, and now I have had less of an interest in it. I don't know if it's really what I want to do, cause just because I haven't had much experience in it, and I haven't experienced things that I I don't even know if I like it or not. You know, so I'm kind of just trying out different shadowing and internships and just dipping my toes in a lot of different puddles kind of thing. And um, like what she said, it's it's being surrounded by people who are older than you, who are getting married, and younger than you, who are getting pregnant. It's kind of uh, not a slap in the face, but it's like that's real life, and it's coming, and you have to be ready for it no matter what kind of thing. And big girl jobs and money and all that stuff. It's just really intimidating. Um, yeah. You know, the truth, though, is... If you had stayed in Chicago and COVID hadn't happened, on average, I think today the average student changes their major like mm -hmm. four times. Or so even no, you, right. you've been kind of reshuffling your deck, but that may have happened. Probably would have happened maybe even without COVID. I I feel like it definitely would have happened, but I would have been more. I would have had better resources to figure out what I wanted to do because mm -hmm. I'd be at a university with a lot of people who can help and. Yeah. A lot of different experiences and classes that I can take to see if I like it rather than internships and shadowing jobs. So like regardless it was probably going to happen but it was more of um, how to handle it and what to do about it I guess. Yeah. I suspect that's probably true for a lot of girls and boys uh, in your generation that since everything got disrupted there's and there's been more uncertainty than than in past Times because of COVID and like, you know, all that. Plus, you know, I'm not sure about your own exact situations, but sometimes parents, their their jobs got got uh, changed, or they may have mm -hmm. lost some income. So then, can they help help you with college that they may have before COVID? So I think there's a lot of people in your, in your generation where there's been a disruption in that sense of I'm not just going to this place for four years, graduating, and then moving on. It's been sort of like this 
jumble and trying to pick up the pieces kind of sort of. Yeah, I talk about this a lot with like my family. So I have a younger brother who was in his junior year when college happened or when uh, COVID happened. But everyone's like, oh, the seniors, oh, the seniors, oh, the seniors like, when COVID started. But like COVID hit at such like, a strange time in our lives, like the middle of freshman year of college. Like we got a taste of what college was like for the first semester, kind of like did college for a minute. And then the rest of our college experience has all been masked. We've been online. We've had social distance there hasn't been as many people in the classrooms like our teachers get sick with COVID and then we have to all like worry about it so there's been so much anxiety around like our almost entire college career so while I understand like senior year of high school and all of that kind of stuff like I remember being at camp as a kid and they'd be like just wait until you get to college just wait until you get to college just wait until you get to college and I was like I'm in college like woo this is gonna be great and then COVID so it's just been an interesting like transition overall and i've definitely gone down a different path that's pretty related to my path um, i just switched into the other program within my college so it's not a huge transition for me but like excited about what's coming because i have a lot of things coming up that are like super exciting and super cool and applying for like internships that i'm like super passionate about but also nervous because like big girl stuff is coming like there's a lot of uncertainty within the music industry right now like of what everything's going to look like and i don't know work in live events and live events like completely different right now mm-hmm. so trying to like get back on track and like figure out what this is going to look like and how i can like optimize like my skills to like go into this new industry of like digital world so it's just been an interesting transition but i'm excited about it and i'm very passionate about what i do it's just there's a lot of uncertainty within the industry, which makes a lot of uncertainty in my college. Yeah. So, because the majority of us at my college are like music business, creative entertainment majors. So I think it's over a fourth of the population at my colleges. So overall, there's just a lot of mixed feelings right now. Mm-hmm. But the big question is, do you know if the other side? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, it, I, Ann and I have traveled a lot and we've talked to some very successful successful business people all over the world for the past 20 years and gotten to know many of them. And I always ask them, you know, amongst other things, what are the things you look for in young people who come you know, to you for jobs? And, and it's, it's shocking to a lot of the young people when they say, I don't care where you went to college, I don't care what your grades were. Sometimes they don't, they don't care if, they, if you went to college or finished college, what they say is, I want to know, do you have good people skills? The other thing that they say a lot is, um, do you like to learn? Because when you leave your training, your college, whatever it is that you do, they say we have to retrain you anyway because you don't know jack squat basically Mm -hmm. when you come out of school. And so we need people who can be trained, people who like to educate, plus things are changing and industries are changing. So you have to be adaptable. And that then you add COVID, then you really have to be adaptable because things have shifted. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I assume that's part of the uncertainty. Yeah and part of the quote-unquote stress and anxiety is like this is an uncertain time anyway in, in our lives and we just add another whole layer um i also want to ask you guys um forget covid for a minute our, our COVID is a part of all of this but what is it like for people in your age bracket you mentioned a little bit about some people getting pregnant and all that how do people view dating 21-ish year olds do people go out a lot? Is it a big deal? Are people like, no, I, I, I've talked to some women in the past who were kind of like 
guys who would just kind of hold me back and they're just like whatever and so I don't want it to interfere with my my, my career my studies or my whatever I'm, I'm curious about where it's at for you all and also your peers mm -hmm. um, a lot I mean a lot of my friend groups I mean despite COVID and everything um, I mean they still go out and they still party um, I mean the restaurants and bars have opened back up and a lot of my friends have been vaccinated so um, they're there um, and I mean I kind of I kind of shy away from that um, I'm more of like I kind of like to stay home I like to watch a movie I, I don't want to like go to like a crazy party and you know go out and have a few full disclosure she has a boyfriend she's had him for several years oh shut up um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no I mean I'll go out with some friends at like a bar and have a few drinks and then but yeah I mean it's yeah so in general what's 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 the uh, mindset of of women your age as far as dating and uh, dating marriage and all those sorts of things um me personally a lot of my friends are single and they're just kind of hanging out and whatever comes comes whatever doesn't doesn't but the ones who are in a relationship are they're like really serious relationships they're not mm -hmm. uh, they're not just messing around like mm -hmm. it's not just dating to date they're like actually dating um Seriously, yeah, yeah, and um, me personally, I'm single, so mm. um, and ready to mingle. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm kind of just along for the ride. Like, mm. um, if something works out, then great. And if it doesn't, then oh well. I'm cool, and that's kind of my view on it. I'm not. I don't really take things seriously unless it gets to that point, you know. Like, I don't know. I just don't like to get hurt, so I keep my guard mm. up, and then once I know it's safe, then I'm fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we look kind of girls have a lot higher standards <laughs> yes. than yes, the normal human being because we're surrounded by so many good relationships and like so many good role models, including Tim and Ann. Mm -hmm. So I feel like our standards for men are just, um, if we're into men or whoever we're into, but are just much higher than like the average, <laughs> the average uh, friend. <laughs> That like we would meet anywhere else it's like not in this environment um mm. my friends besides a few um just they date it's fine like the men that they pick aren't great not a big fan of them it's you know it happens but their standards i definitely can see are much lower um than like mine or like one of my best friends at college are um we just don't really date all that much because no one's really worth our time so if someone's not worth oh, what you're saying is <laughs> screw men. I interviewed a woman, an author, oh, about a month ago, Meg Jay, and she wrote a book called The Defining Decade. I think I told you guys about And one of the things that she talked about in her group was people in their 20s, which is mm -hmm. you guys, um, one of the things that is important for them to tease out is what's their perceived mate value. Mm -hmm. What does uh, that mean? Meaning, what do you deserve? Um, what kind of person do you deserve? What kind of relationship do you deserve? And if your perceived mate value, if your sense of yourself, your self-confidence is kind of low, then you're probably going to attract low. Um, we've talked before at camp about to attract more, you need to become more. And so, you know, it's a time in your life, I think, when people have lots of focus, I, I hope, on their 
future on their studies on their trainings and whatever so sometimes that means they haven't spent much time you know letting go of some old beliefs and things that might cause them to have a low perceived mate value any other thoughts about about dating marriage for your generation do you guys foresee yourselves being married when you're 24 36 never i'm just curious well, the average age today for people to get married, women, I think is 28, and men is another couple of years older. So I'm just wondering, I mean, those things, you know, go back and forth. Um, my opinion on marriage is, um, I vary back and forth. It's, um, I'm, I, it's terrifies me, honestly. Mm-hmm. If I'm being completely real, it terrifies me spending the rest of my life with one person. Not one person, but just like... Yeah, Having it, that it, one person with one you person. for, well, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I don't want it to sound bad, but, um, <laughs> and, um, but, like, being with the same person for the rest of your life kind of terrifies me, because I'm like, well, what if they get bored of me? What if, yeah. what if they don't want to be with me? What if I get bored? What if, just a lot of what if questions, which are going to happen regardless, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I, that is something that I'm very opinionated on, but very confused on at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. I was talking about this on our last weekend, but, like, I lately have been a lot more trusting of, like, the universe and, like, what's happening and, like, not making a full plan, like, that's not, like, more than two years out. Because if I plan for more than two years out, if something doesn't happen, like, if I want to get married by 26, have kids by 28, like, if that doesn't happen, I know I'm going to get mad at like myself that like I just couldn't find it so at this point I'm just there's not really a plan like I know what I want to do I know where I'm going to end up like I have the next couple like I planned out a couple months in advance at this point like it's not a definite like everything has to happen by this time at this date which I feel like is a little bit more rare just like with the people I surround myself with um just like kind of being like yeah just here and chilling and whatever comes my way will come my way um but it's definitely an interesting perspective to have in college because people they want to like I understand like wanting to date and wanting to have fun and like do that kind of stuff I just I don't have time like in my life right now because I'm so busy Mm -hmm. to like waste on somebody who's not going to like have the same values or like have the same motivations in life that I do so I just haven't found anybody that meets my standards of men mm. so it's just not worth my time to keep doing things yeah. that aren't going to benefit both parties long term that true for you too well, you're busy with nursing school so i know how yeah. much you have to study and all that um yeah it's not really at the forefront of my mind dating and, and like finding someone mm-hmm. um and i don't know a lot of people who are like that like a lot of my friends not really seeking like to Mm -hmm. date someone I think like if you're single you're just having fun and most people that I know that are in relationships are like like um in serious relationships um so yeah another question uh the the whole hashtag me too all this all this stuff that's been going on for the last several years well you guys all they all just rolled their eyes I'm just curious about how how that's affected you all as young women because you, you sort of are coming of age in an era that's different than five or 10 or 15 years ago. I'm just curious about how that's affected you. Yeah, so um, 
I mean, I definitely, like, even from my own personal experience, like, I remember working at my old job, and I had, like, this really creepy manager, and he'd always just, like, flirt, like, he's, what, in his 50s, I'm in my 20s, he'd flirt with me, and, like, there's this one time where he, like, he, like, like, brushed up against me in, like, a really weird, like, way, and, um, when I, I, I picked up a few, uh, eh, I picked up a few ships last week, and when he saw me, he, like, gave me a really big, like, long hug, and I was just, like, really uncomfortable by it, um, but yeah, there's just, like, a lot of, a lot of that, like, in the workplace, and, um, like, I see it at school as well, uh, high school, High school boys, man, I'm telling you, you are handsy. Hand sorry, handsy, um, in a very bad way. Um, and I mean, yeah, people. I mean, I reported a bunch at school, and I some stuff happened to the boys, but other times it was like overlooked, and people didn't care, or people don't believe the person who's saying they got like assaulted or whatever. So, yeah. Do you all feel empowered by all that? Um, I'm just curious how you feel at your age. You guys are busy with your lives. You're in such a big transition. Sometimes you're so hyper focused on that that maybe maybe not. Do we feel empowered by the movement? Or yes. Okay. Well, my like story of the Me Too movement and like how I fit into that took place like when I was 15, so a long time ago, uh, like six years ago. So like right, kind of as this was becoming more popular, um, and now it's like really taken off within the past couple of years. So, working in the entertainment industry, it's a huge issue, um, and it's something that we see a lot, um, which is a little scary, a little knowing, like, I've had a teacher tell me I was going to get a job because I was pretty, and that was the only reason someone was going to hire me. So, mm -hmm. so it's just, there's, of course, things that are going to happen, like, there's a lot of, not in a bad way, but there's a lot of old white men in this industry and that's just kind of how it's run right now mm -hmm. so things are changing and i'm like really excited about that but me too kind of gave a lot of people a voice which i really have enjoyed um i'm pretty open about my story at this point it's happened a long time ago and i processed through a lot of it like within therapy and at camp and just whatever so i'm definitely a lot more like able to talk about it now and i see how me being so open with my story especially within like my sorority sisters has other people wanting to open up and has like given people the chance to, like even just come talk to me about it um which i love that other women are telling their stories and other people are like now fighting for justice and so it's been really cool to see that and like i'm very glad i can talk about my story in a way that it's not super like triggering or anything and but it's been definitely an experience going through life in college and Belmont has a really good community of girls um, we're 70% girls wow. so the girls really watch out for each other um, even like when we're all out at like a house party or a house show the girls are pretty it's a good group most of the time like I remember there was like a rapist on campus that hadn't gotten kicked off and he showed up at a house party I was at my freshman year and these two girls came up and were like mm -mm, stay away like nope 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 so it's just like a really good community of girls who look out for each other and especially in nashville where drinking is like so heavy mm -hmm. that i'm really glad that the community watches out for each other i'd agree with that that the me too movement empowered women in general to support each other in um their stories and and sharing those but i don't think it's reached mm -hmm. the entirety of mm -hmm. um, who it needs to reach like 
the way we raise boys and the way that, that men on campus still act yeah. like mm-hmm. about intimacy is 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 still inappropriate. It's mm-hmm. still um, kind of disgusting, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, if there's a like, there was a girl in my sorority um, who was hurt, and like, we all support her, and and like a lot of people have supported her, and hated the guy but really no no none of the guys I haven't seen a man I haven't seen a student I haven't seen the campus do anything about that like I don't know I just don't see men supporting the movement the same way that women do um because it doesn't affect them as often or um, as widely and, and the education hasn't I don't think reached down to them yet no. right so I, I don't want to say that, that therefore they're off the hook but just means I the culture still, in some yeah. ways, is that way, yeah. and they haven't really been educated in that way. We were talking last weekend about all the blue light things in your yeah. campuses and the phones. With and cobwebs on them, mm-hmm. right? They all have cobwebs on them. What do you mean? All the blue lights, like, you know what's coming for no. you if you hit that button. Oh. Like, uh, you know, like, they're not used. They're not really helpful. They're not. They're just there. Yeah. My, I, yeah, I, I get it. My point was going to be, <laughs> I get all that, but it's it's really sad that... It has to, you yeah. have to have all that. Right. Great it hasn't just come to that. It's been that way probably for a long time. But I think it made. It seems like it's worse. Maybe we just didn't talk about it 30, 40 years ago. But just that y'all have to be that um, cognizant. I mean, I carry so scared I, and I, ca- I carry my taser with me wherever I go. Or yeah. like they also have these things you can make and like you press a button and like a shank like type stick comes out and you can like hit something right. and you can, like beat someone with it. But yeah, I mean, I stay protected, like, all yeah. the time when I'm going out. Yeah, which is great, but it's like, God, you have to, you have to worry about that, too? Check behind myself when I get into the car. It's it's scary. My, my Where I live is, like, 200 steps from the library, and I have to print my clinical work paper every night. And just going to the library is, is scary for me on my own. Oh. Like, I'm always on the phone with someone if I'm not, yeah. by my, if I'm alone. Like, that, that shouldn't be true for me, and that shouldn't... That shouldn't be something I have to worry about to go print. Um, is is scary. Yeah. It's, yeah. I live in like downtown Nashville. Nashville's like pretty safe now and it's like starting to be. Um, but there's definitely things that happen. Um, there's a bunch of attempted kidnappings on campus my sophomore year. Um, so what I did, I carried Mason all of that fun stuff, but I got a pit bull. Like <laughs> he lives with me. He's wonderful. No one leaves like no one looks at me twice. Like he's just it's the best yes. guard thing I've ever done. Is like no one messes with the twenty-one-year-old girl with a pit bull. Like they just look at you like you got four heads. I got a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pit bull. Last, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> last question. Um, I'm curious. Um, there's also been a lot of talk and sentiment in the culture in the last ten-ish years about how women like you should be leaning in and have this 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 vision of. You're rising to the top of your career ladders and being the CEOs of Fortune 50 company and, and anything short of that is like a failure. You should be busting through glass ceilings, blah, blah, blah. That's been, you've been hearing about that, I'm guessing, since at least middle school, high school and all that. Mm-hmm. How does, where do you sit with all that? How does that affect you? Or do you agree with it? Does it, does it piss you off? Does it inspire you? Um, what were you saying about how there's a lot of expectations about women getting 
like the highest of their company. Is that what you said? Well, also, I mean, since you were little kids, you were yeah. supposed to get all A's, be the top of your class. Seventy percent right. of the people in your college are women. <laughs> You're supposed to be the top club team. I mean, your whole life has been about being the best, being the best, being the best. And there's this whole, you know, sentiment about you should be leaning in to the very top of your career ladder, being CEOs, all that. I'm just wondering, have you bought it? Has the conditioning seeped in? This just reminds me of like the whole Legally Blonde movie. It's like yeah. there's these high expectations for women to do all of these things and whatever, but then how you said earlier, somebody told you you'll only get this job because you're pretty. It's like people have such high expectations, but treat us like mm-hmm. we can't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like a big thing if you're if you get a new job or you got a new position or a promotion and and it shouldn't be like oh my gosh no way like they really did that like that kind of thing it shouldn't be um so like a surprise it should be like oh congratulations awesome you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like it's there are those expectations but it makes some women feel like they can't reach it because of the what's the word i'm looking for the the low standards kind of thing you know what i mean that's It's like a huge motivator for me. Um, I want to work in women in entertainment. Um, I want to help women in the industry. That's like my main goal in life is I want to work for women's advocacy and country music. Um, there's a lot of gender discrimination there and it's, it's pretty bad. But that's one thing like I noticed even like as a kid and it's been something that I've been super passionate about and now I'm intern like I applied for internships with companies that work for women's like equality in music and want to make the world a a better place for women in music and like that's what I'm looking for in my internships is like companies like that so Mm. it's really empowering to me because like I don't care if like I'm the CEO of a company I don't care if I'm like the biggest wig at this company in this branch like that's not fully important to me I just want to help be on a team where I can make a difference and Mm. that's like what I ultimately want to do and there's a lot of paths to get there and the music industry is definitely an interesting industry to like try to do that in because we are pretty solid in like what we do but I love the support of the women from the entertainment industry. And she's a pit bull. Yes. <laughs> no one messes with him. Um, I feel that a lot because every time I tell someone I'm in nursing school, they're like, that's it? But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's really? hard work right yeah. now. Like, they say, like, when I was in high school and oh, I was telling yeah. my principal I'm going to nursing school, like, telling him a graduation, say, Illinois Wesleyan School of Nursing, he was like, is that it? Like, why don't, you, why don't you do biology, become a doctor? It's like, well, because I'm working hard to be a nurse. It's not what I want to, not what I want to do. And then mm. if I tell someone, oh, I'm a junior in nursing school, they're like, well, what are you going to do after that? Are you going to do your nurse practitioner? Are you going to yeah. own your own practice? I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to end up after school. Like, I, let me finish yeah. this right now. So I feel that a lot. Like, the expectation of if you're going into a women-dominated field that you have to be at the top of that field because you have to beat out all the other women. Um, so it feels like pressure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's always been you're either going to be a doctor or you're going to either have your doctorate in nursing. It's like, mm. pick one um, because being a nurse isn't enough. So um, I feel that a lot and it's frustrating for me because it kind of diminishes the work that I'm doing now and the work that nurses do for people. Um, so, yeah, I feel that a lot. Um, and it's frustrating. It's empowering at the same time that people believe that I could do that and that I could become, like, have my own practice and anything like that. So it's not out of the cards for me, but I don't know that I want that to be my focus right now. 
don't want to get good at what I'm doing before I figure that out. It's like some some girls who I've met who their whole lives, their parents were pointing them to an Ivy League school yeah. or a top school. And it's kind of like if they didn't get in, they were a failure. Right. Like you should be able to get into there and that's, yeah. that should be it. Yeah, so like, it's kind of like me because I went to um, a beauty school and that's, I mean, obviously it's not an Ivy League school and it's not like, you know, an amazing top school, but um, I mean, it's something that I'm passionate about and I hear people say all the time, oh, you want to do hair, like you want to do makeup, like, down like my grandma definitely had an opinion on me going to beauty school and doing that um and just like being told that like i'm not gonna make it anywhere was just kind of hard but i mean seeing what i can do and seeing how i can transform people i mean <laughs> i'm gonna be richer than you so make fun of me <laughs> if you come to me and you want to get your hair done i'll make sure you look real bad so yeah. last quick just quick question or do you have something you want to say about yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. Okay, so whenever you were talking about nursing and how it's uh, dominated by women and mm -hmm. all that stuff, whenever I went to school for architecture, everyone was very surprised because that's mainly dominated by men. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it was like, oh, you're a woman going to architecture school and like doing art, I'm like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> like, I'm doing what I want to do and. I'm, I'm going to be richer than you. Right. And I'm going to have a pit bull. And I'm going to have a pit bull. Like, <laughs> all, of the, all of the pit bulls. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just kind of made me think of it. It was just kind of like, oh my god. It was kind of like, um, why are you surprised that I'm, that I'm going into a field that's dominated by men? You're like, yeah. I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it better than you. I'm going to do it better than you. So parents listening to this, it's still there. That, that old conditioning is they're still absorbing that from all kinds of people whether it's grandparents it's teachers people in their professions their peers it's just that's part sad too that even though we're in 2021 we're we're getting there it's better but, but there's still just a lot of of uh influences on you guys that, that make it confusing that's just a quick question any advice you would give to a parent who has a daughter who's in college Take it easy, Dar. Um, kind of, literally, like Adele says, go easy, Um But really, kind of, not let her do what she wants, but kind of let her try to figure it out on her own. And if she needs help, then she'll ask for it. Um, don't smother. Don't suffocate. Don't helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Um, helicopter. Helicopter. Try to give her what as much as you can to make her happy and like guide her the right way if that makes sense mm -hmm. um just be her best friend um yeah college is like the most like experimental time in our lives no matter like what it is like no matter what the experiment can be because there's a lot of things but there's a lot of grace that comes with that too like let them be themselves and like discover it and maybe there's a phase that you don't quite like but they're grown-ass women grown-ass men like we're adults just like Adult now <laughs> functioning in like a college lifestyle so like we're trying to figure ourselves out we're trying to figure out what life looks like in COVID we're trying to figure out what we're doing for the next two three four years however long we're going to be there we've got a lot going on our plate still some of us are working like I work two jobs like and it's mm. I'm in school and I do a lot of other stuff so we're all balancing our life trying to figure out what life is going to look like um, so a lot of grace when it comes to that is basically the biggest thing and yeah. 
let us experiment and at this point there's so much like give grace be loving that's all i got beauty grace miss united states <laughs> <laughs> i would encourage you to ask her what her boundaries are to make sure that you um, are supporting her in what she needs like keep that conversation open maybe she's not ready for to have that conversation but that's also one of her boundaries so um yeah just support your daughter um in whatever she's experimenting or doing at the time yeah just to go off of what you all said besides give your daughter a pit bull before they go off to school best decision also it is a time in your life when you're in transition there's a lot of uncertainty and you're trying things you want to experiment and then COVID added another huge layer of uncertainty. And I think it's okay for your kids to, to live in uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times parents see that, they see some of the anxiety and they rush in like, oh my God, mm -hmm. my daughter is suffering or they, I need to help them through this. When they just might need to, to sort of embrace that for now and, and learn to be comfortable with that and learn to kind of you know fight through it, live through it, get experiences through it. Look, you, you'll come out at some point on, on the end of it and you'll be much more clear about things. Yeah. But it's okay at, at this moment as, as 20, 21 year olds to not have it all together. And if it's not the same as you, if it's not the same story as yours, that's okay too. You know? sure? Of course, yeah, right. And it also is obviously not your experience, parents. Yeah. It's a different age. Some things are the same, but some things aren't. And then as you've heard in the last four or five minutes, it, COVID adds another whole chapter to that story so be patient uh, be patient be understanding be a sounding board but then kind of mm -hmm. throw them back out there and say you'll do it you'll, you'll figure it out because they will thank you all for for being here today I really appreciate it thank you thank you obviously don't listen to anything Thank you. Thank you for tuning in every week. I hope this was, was, was fun and, and uh, also valuable for you who have daughters who are in middle school, high school, and or in their 20s. I'll be back here in a week with another episode of Raising Daughters. Until then, you can always check us out on the website at www.drtimjordan.com. Uh, thank, you, thank you for stopping by. I will see you back here in a week. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.